0: Welcome to Winning Is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. I am a dad on the go, and feeding my kids is a major source of stress. Find out why I felt a lot better after speaking to my guest, a registered dietitian and sports nutritionist, for part three of our conversation. Our household is comprised of four humans and one dog. And managing all the needs and schedules often feels like putting together a big puzzle. The thing is, it changes from week to week, perhaps because my wife is traveling, or both of my kids have lessons and practices that change all the time. I love to cook, but there are just some days that there's literally no time for me to make dinner, let alone even heat it up and for the kids to eat it. Can anyone else relate? Well, that's why I appreciated Jen Giles walking me through an entire day of snacks and meals that actually seem doable tune in to find out what she suggests as well as her insights on healthy ways to develop better nutritional habits and of course her insights for parents and young athletes what are we waiting for let's get to it You've been able to work with some incredible organizations, the USOC and some NCAA athletes. What has been something that you've learned working with some of those incredible organizations that you've had the fortune to?
1: Yeah, I think the first thing that pops into my head is I always have to meet athletes where they are. So they have, you know, a lot of different experiences, a lot of different foods or combination of foods that they like. So you're not going to change everything right away, right? So we roll with them where they are. And instead of taking things away, we add things so that it's enjoyable, so that food's enjoyable, so that creating meal plans are enjoyable, so that they enjoy all their snacks. They look forward to fueling themselves. And then again, back to that big, big picture view, they're actually improving their diet instead of restricting anything. They've actually taught me that because in the beginning, I would just go in there and try to change everything. And then it, it wouldn't work <laughs> because nobody wants to change everything. But because of the feedback I got from my athletes, I learned over time to really add things and not take them away.
0: There's a lot of misinformation out there. What's something that just jumps out that really bothers you based on your education and your experience that you would want to debunk for my audience?
1: Right off the bat, fad diets. You know, I've been in this field since the late nineties and the same fad diets keep getting recycled over and over and over again. They're just named different things and they're all a different version of restriction. So, you know, whether it's keto or I mean, back in the day it was South beach, intermittent fasting, like they're all different ways of restricting what you're eating instead of fueling your body healthfully for your activity level. So everybody's jumping on these fat diets because there's a cool new book out or, uh, you know, a famous person promoting it. And it sounds cool, but it's not the best choice for their bodies typically. So that's the thing that kind of gets me going.
0: From your own personal experience, when you changed everything, what was one of those things that you learned is essential in order to make a change that's not temporary?
1: Oh, that is a good question. There's so many things. Um Eating on a regular interval throughout the whole day was one thing that was very key to my success because I did this while I was in college, right? And I think a lot of college students can agree that, you know, you skip breakfast, you grab a bar for lunch, you might have a soda in the afternoon or an iced tea or something, and then you're starving by dinner. And I think that learning how to feel my body and eating on regular intervals helped make me feel so much better because I wasn't, you know, under fueling. And that was the real key to my success. On top of that, I kind of had to change the quality of the foods I was eating. But the timing of the foods, if you have that down first, then you can change the quality of the foods after you get that habit down. And then it's much easier. But that's the biggest change that helped me.
0: I have to admit this because I've toyed with this myself, but can you provide some insight into like intermittent fasting? You know, this idea that you can eat as much as you want during this window and then most people that I know who do it, they'll stop eating at 8 p.m. and then not eat until like noon the next day. What are your thoughts around that? Again, with your, your expertise.
1: Yeah, well, um, I can tell you one thing is the research that we have right now, it's fairly new because intermittent fasting is fairly new, a couple of years old. We're not seeing any differences after a year's time of normal eat balanced eating. We're just not seeing any differences in weight loss. We're not seeing any differences in cholesterol levels or it's just not. You will get a, a short term boost in different variables like you may lose weight quickly right off the bat um, you may feel better you may think a little bit cl- more clearly your cholesterol may improve but it doesn't last beyond a year i think that's one thing that most people don't understand is like these short short term diets are quick fixes but they don't last and they're not sustainable and it's mm-hmm. very hard as an athlete to stop eating for you know 12 14 16 hours and especially when they have a practice within that window and they're not properly fueled and their performance tends to decrease. So that's a danger in the athletic population. There have been some, some studies that have shown benefits to blood sugar regulation. And I think that we need more studies to really make a good call about that because the benefits I think are a good argument for people that, that want to stay on that intermittent fasting diet plan. But for athletes, it really has not been shown to, to have long-term improvements.
0: Wow, that was very helpful. Thank you. Obviously, each of your clients, each young person that you come across may have different variables, may have different goals, may have different things. But could you walk me through what your recommended day around nutrition is for an active, late middle school, high school age athlete? What would you say that looks like?
1: Like a sample day? Sure. Yeah. I mean, you want to wake up, especially middle schoolers, they have a long day ahead of them. And they need to eat breakfast. So a good morning fuel that's quick and easy, so you're not sitting there making breakfast or anything like that, would be something like an overnight oat. So you can make it the night before, put it in your fridge, grab and go in the morning. It takes literally two minutes, not even, to scoop it into your mouth. (laughs) And if you added some fruit in there, say blueberries and some sliced almonds, then you can get some fiber, healthy fats, and um, antioxidants along with it great balanced breakfast and it's easy. Then this is a trick in middle school. Sometimes you're not allowed to have snacks in between classes. Sometimes you are. I've written many a note saying this, this student athlete needs to have a, sn- a snack at 1030 a.m. or, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And some middle schools have er- really early lunches. So you could be just rolling into an early lunch, too. If that's the case, then I would bring something with you that's nice and balanced. It could be leftovers from last night or it could be something super easy, like a turkey sandwich with you know a slice of tomato, some spinach leaves and maybe some hummus just to make it more um, enjoyable, flavorful. And then an an afternoon snack would be a banana and a Greek yogurt, say, before practice. That would give you a great source of protein and carbohydrates to go right into your practice, feel really good. And then coming home from practice, I would sip on a bottle of uh, chocolate milk or container of chocolate milk for a recovery snack. And then you go right home to a balanced meal, which a good example would be grilled salmon with some brown rice and some sauteed broccoli. And you can even have a little sweet treat afterwards. Maybe a little bit of frozen yogurt if you have a sweet tooth or maybe a cup or two of popcorn if you're a sweet, salty, crunchy snacker. And that'll be a nice, well-balanced meal that will provide you with a lot of energy throughout the whole day.
0: Hey, Jed, what are some of those drinks, and I'm not trying to pick on particular brands, but what are some of those drinks or snacks that you find as a expert to be very counterproductive to what people are trying to do and, and, and how they wanna feel?
1: So this is one thing that gets me going too, because I think sports drinks have been marketed to youth athletes so hard and so well. They're very good marketers, they're very smart, and it's it looks cool, right, to grab a, a Powerade or Gatorade or whatever it is. But in general, and I've always thought of it this way, and it's never really sat right with me, but in general, we say, okay, limit your intake of refined sugars throughout your day, throughout your week, because it causes inflammation and it's bad for your teeth and all this, it spikes and dips in your blood sugar. Not a good thing. Try to stay away or at least limit. But then when you're on the field and you want to perform the best you possibly can, just guzzle down a bottle of sugar. Like that never made sense to me. So, and it still doesn't. So I think, yes, you need electrolytes, and some athletes need electrolytes, some don't. You can get electrolytes through food. Use an electrolyte supplement that doesn't have refined sugar, and there's many out there now. You pop them in your water bottle, they dissolve, you drink it, you can get your electrolytes, which will help with your hydration without all the added sugars. And then instead have a carbohydrate snack, which will provide your body with more nutrients and carbs to get through the practice, like a granola bar or something would be a much better source of carbohydrates instead of a bottle of sugar. And that's what's marketed to these kids is you need carbs in a bottle, but it's really just sugar. We actually need good carbs that are going to provide your body with a lot more nutrients than just sugar.
0: And Jen, what's something that you try to impart on your four children? You talked about your own experience with sports when you were younger, maybe not the most positive or idealistic experience. What do you try to impart on your own four children?
1: Oh, that's so hard. (laughs) I try to do the right thing. Sometimes I fail. But at the end of the day, to have fun. And I know that sounds corny. But if you're not having fun out there, there's there's no purpose in it. And there's no way it's going to last for a long period of time either. So you got to find something that's fun about it. If you're going, you know, I have two swimmers and two hockey players. If you're going to the pool every single day for three hours, sometimes you better enjoy it. You know, if you're going to the rink at 5 a.m., on a Saturday morning you better enjoy it and you know so far my my kids you know they've chosen their sports they choose to do these crazy 5 a.m practices or these extra tournaments or whatever it is and they do enjoy it but I think I've told them too my daughter's swimming division one I said the second you stop enjoying it is the second you have to stop it's way too much time and stress if it's not something that's providing you joy
0: And what about in terms of nutrition with your children you kind of brought it up you know i mean because you know i do some motivational speaking to kids and i'm very honest with people like hey my kids are trust me like some of the things that i talk about i'm working with them on those kind of things so in terms of nutrition in your own children you know how do you feel like that is going
1: it's a lot of awareness it really is i want them to be aware of what foods provide different macronutrients or what foods to order on a, when you go out to eat on a restaurant would be better for your performance in other ones you know it's awareness cuz at the end of the day they have to make their own decisions and my kids are all teenagers right now. My youngest just turned thirteen yesterday, so they are moving into this time of their life where they're not listening to mom anymore. But they're making their own decisions. You know, they they're not with me all the time anymore. They're with friends or they're out, you know, traveling or they're at college. So they have to be at the point where they have all the awareness from growing up, and now it's their time to make their own choices. That's the biggest thing. And I've actually tried to do that really when they were growing up. Is I don't want to, you know healthy food down your mouth, but it's always going to be around. You're always going to be exposed to fruits and vegetables. You're going to be exposed to balanced meals. And hopefully that's enough to carry them through into their adulthood.
0: What's one message you'd have for youth sports parents today?
1: Oh, enjoy the process. Just enjoy it. It's so stressful and so long. It can be unless you take a step back and just enjoy it.
0: And what would be your message to young athletes who would look to you for some wisdom and experience and guidance?
1: Just be really honest with yourself about what you want in terms of sports goals and health goals, and then take the steps to make that happen.
0: Well, Jen Giles, I had so much fun talking to you. Thank you for all your insight and your experience and wisdom and look forward to staying in touch in the future.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This was super fun.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you can immediately get the latest episode. If you have any comments or questions, visit my website, SeanKJensen.com, and go to the contact page where you can even leave me a voice recording. Winning is not everything, but the three H's to be a real hero in life are hustle, humility, and heart. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, and we'll see you again next time.